Welcome to the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland, aka Vertvic. And I am Sean Holly, aka In Your Face. Sean, Sean, we are on podcast 126, and we're going to be doing Frogger this time. Yeah, we've done a lot, a lot of podcasts, Vic. Hell of a lot. Heck of a lot. Did you know? No. Our favourite podcast, No Quarter, got up to 155, and have not done one for a long time. So we've got to at least get to 155, at least. Mm. What have we been up to since we've been uh, last spoke? Well, I've been working hard at the club, at the club. No, you haven't. You've been playing games and serving people burgers. You you don't get no time to play games unless you do it after your shift finishes. And then all you want to do is sleep. Anyway, guess where I've been, apart from Arcade Club, a lot. Uh, Where have you been? Pendle Hill. Right, in Yorkshire, where, where they killed all them witches or something. Right. And Beacon fell. Oh, your bacon fell? Oh, my condolences. Did it fall out of a, did it fall out of a sandwich? I did have a bacon a bacon sandwich in Beacon Fell Cafe. Oh, nice one. What were you doing up there? Gallivanting? Yeah, just wandering around. Just wandering. It's, it's a nice sort of walk around the trough of Boland. That sounds delightful. A trough. The Trough of Bowling. It's a nice little area in Yorkshire. It's lovely, lovely. And mm-hmm. I've just, in the last half an hour, come back from Whitby. I surprised wife with a surprise Whitby visit because we love it. I said Monday morning, I said, get your coat on. Where are we going? Whitby. And we went. And she went, oh. Whitby oh. doesn't sound the most inspiring place in the world. Where are you going? Whitby. Oh. Oh, it's lovely. Well, you it's, might have just said, where are you going? Grimsby. It's got the, the goth... Link and the vampire Link and the the old Abbey and that. We used to go. We've been going since before Luke was born. So like at least twenty two, twenty three years we think. I have been but, there and that um the old ruins of the is it a cathedral? Abbey. An abbey on the top there. It's quite nice to look around. It was a really sunny day when we went. It was a few years ago now. It was lovely though. Really nice. Good chips there. What a ward yes. chip shop there. Still, it's very busy. Like we we went off season. Like you know, it's off season now. And it's so busy. We, we only go for a day now. But it was the kids' holidays as well. So they only like give you one chip, one chip in, one chip out. No, where did we go? We went to oh, a nice little pub overlooking the harbour. Now, back in the day, did they have arcades in Whitby? Do you remember? Yeah, there's still three. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, is it more modern stuff? I suppose. Well, there's there's three there's three arcades one of them is mostly slot machines the 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 main ones i had a quick look in there's sega rally one and two time crisis two they're the oldest things all right that they have that space invaders frenzy oh yeah i did a bit better on it this time the what what i thought was right you've got a a big gun on it with auto fire yeah you just place the gun in the middle of the screen you know when the invaders come down and then destroy you at the bottom yeah it, it goes so quick so you can just destroy all them you do the first two levels okay but when the invaders on the third level drop they don't go into the middle of the screen they're like go go down on the sides of the screen so you, you have to move your gun right and that's i think i got to level four on it which is best i've done I've, i think it's a bit better than i thought it's quite frantic but it's it's not a patch on the original invaders really but yeah it's it's just a novelty game thing it's got a big screen but the, the one i do mm. like is the um the pac-man and the gallagher with a massive screen 
That's mm. a lot of fun because it's the original game. But with Pac-Man, you can actually play two players. I think you can with Gallagher as well. And it's a lot of fun playing two players together. And do you remember Alpine Racer, the ski ski game where you actually stood on it? Yeah, it's in now, the same vein as that skateboarding one, isn't it? Yeah, they did one and two. And there's a new newish one of them called Super Alpine Racer, which is a bit... But same game, really. But I didn't go on that because I, I didn't want to fall off, you know. No, scathe your knee or something. Mm. Yeah, so not not a lot, but there's still a few arcade games there. Oh, I didn't when I went. I didn't see any though. I didn't notice any. But I thought it might have been back in the day though, because it's it's near the seaside, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it's mm. right, yeah, right, right near the sea, falling in the sea, some of it. Well, I've been not doing a lot really. I've not had a lot of motivation to do stuff for the arcades. I've been playing uh, the fro- the Frogger game. We've been playing, and I've been playing some of the older ones. We're going to sort of report back on, like we said we're going to do. I've been enjoying those, uh, but not really had that much to play. Be honest with you. That's just reminded me, Vic. What have you reminded you of? I'm writing it down on my pad. Look, look, kids. I played quite. You know, when we we were talking about going back and maybe covering some of these old games, I've been playing. But I got past Frogger. I've yeah. been playing jump, Jumping Jack, and I can't. I know previously when we played it, I finished the last level and looped it, but I've not been able to do it this time. Oh, shame so I've got, on you. I've got to learn it again. It's just that last level when you're going through them little tunnels. Yeah, you just got to little, time it right. Your guy almost bounces through them, doesn't he? Yeah, and you can't... You, if there's a baddie comes through the tunnel, you've had it. You've got to get through the tunnels before the baddies come. Mm. Yeah, I love jumping. I had a quick go of it the other day and looped it when we first go, so I've still got it. The old magic's there. It's a great game. It's really good. I really like it. Yeah, that was that was the best thing that happened to the sixty-in-one when it upgraded itself from the forty-eight-in-one because before the sixty-in-one, it was a forty-eight-in-one and it didn't have that game on it. And it didn't have a few of the other. I didn't think it had Van Van Car and some of the speed-up versions of Pac-Man and Gallagher. And then mm. they added these few games onto it, and they, that was one of the original games that was added onto it, which is really cool. I love it. Really like it. So I've not been doing that much in the garage. Really, I've been doing a bit of three D printing. And I'm, I'm working on this at the moment. Let me just show you. I'll put a picture on the website for the kids to look at. Can you see that? Yeah, that's cool, what is it? What this is, it, it's a sort of hollow Pac-Man. It's 20 mil deep. And the walls... Sorry, Pac-Man, it's an invader. And the wall's like one mil thick. And it's like a thin thing. If you look at it that way around, it's thin. Mm. And what I'm going to do is make a back to it that clips onto it with LEDs in it. It's going to be a little light source, a little light box. Oh, cool. But I've got to redesign it because that one wasn't thick enough and the light shines through it too much. I'm, I'm working on that. Um, and I can't put 3D printer on at the moment because it makes a noise and you'd hear it if I was recording in this room with it. But I will be onto that and uh, make some of those soon. That's been quite fun. Um, also, we listened to The Broken Token, our friends in uh, Louisville. Mm. And I was really shocked to find that out of the box or a zero-play pinball that Whitney's got recently, uh, TNA. Remember we were talking about Total Nuclear Annihilation? We played it at... Um, Logan. Logan Arcade. And it's a yeah. really nice little pinball. It's a one by... Is it by Spooky Pinball? Uh, I don't It's know, one of the smaller manufacturers, anyway. It's not Stern. It's not one of the big ones. Uh, yes, yeah, by Spooky Pinball. And um, from the, from getting it out of the box, apparently it's got problems. They've had manufacturing problems with it. Now, I was listening to the Broken Token, Whitney was saying that they've, they've, it's had bubbling around some of the artwork, some of the posts, 
the artwork started right. bubbling. So it's not cured properly on the paint and you know the varnish or whatever sort of polyurethane they use to protect it. It's not cured properly when they put all the other bits in. And apparently some are worse than others, and it's, it's been a real problem. But I find that absolutely breathtaking that you buy a six or seven thousand dollar pinball out of the box and it's not right and stern were doing this because apparently when stern released ghostbusters which whitney and brent have both got there's a little toy on there that moves around with slimer and i think he was he was set too low and it was it was brushing the bottom of the table so it actually wearing the table away and what you have to do is like put some washers under it to bring it up but what an oversight of a, of a huge pinball manufacturer like that, and also this this new one, where there's problems with it. I mean, ma- major problems. And, you know, if you bought something, if you bought a new car, and there's a dent in the door, and they said, well, you know, just do this to push the dent out, you'll be all right. You'd be like, no, I want a new car. I don't want this one with a dent in it. I, I just mm. find it amazing how these machines have got these problems. It's awful, on, re- it? on release. Yeah, on release. Yeah. This is before you can take it out of the box. It's wrong to start with. I was speaking to my lad about these because he still plays all the modern games on Steam and that. And I said, it it baffles me, it amazes me when a game is released on Steam and then you get like, it's called a day one patch or or like a 20 gig update a week into it. Oh my Lord. And, you know, it addresses all these problems. I said, we never got anything like that when you had a PS2 and a GameCube and... No. an old arcade game. It was just finished. Well, you, you couldn't said, update them anyway, really, could you? Because they weren't online back then. Mm. And, and there was, every now and again, you'd find a bug in something. But a lot of the games were, you could finish them, no problem. And you wouldn't, you know, tell there was something wrong with it. I, I just find it, I'm not sure what it is. Maybe, maybe it's because the games are a lot bigger and more involved now. And there's a lot more in them. But when you, yeah. when you buy, a, if you buy a physical game, say I bought a game for the Switch in a shop or whatever, and it's physical. You put the little cartridge into it, and you turn it on, it plays. But sometimes you turn it on, it says there's an update. You're like, hold on a minute. We mean update. I haven't even played it yet. It's just, mm. I think it's just crazy. It's insane. He said to me, my, my lad, he said, imagine like you've got your games testers in, in like whatever company it is. Maybe you've got 10 of them, and it's a big open world game, and they're testing every corner, and they have to test every jump and that. Yeah. And he says then it goes online, and you've immediately effectively got a hundred thousand game testers yeah he says that's when they find stuff and that's when the updates i thought well, yeah i suppose it does make sense really. it sort of works like because the game testers have obviously shortcuts so they can just nip to somewhere and say right we need to test this out guys go there and they'll test everything out and they can look in the code and they can jump to things and they can trigger things in the code that you can't do at home so sometimes you might not be able to do what they do but mm. there, there were little problems with games in the arcade I mean, the one we're, we're testing this time, Frogger, there's a few errors in that, which we'll talk about later on. And oh, yeah. there was There was errors in certain games where they were too difficult, and they, they released other ROM sets for it, which is kind of an update, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. So you kind of got yeah. that sort of thing going on. So, yeah, but it does it does baffle me how you pay sort of this money, and you've got all these, you know, there's hundreds of people working on it. But I suppose that introduces even more errors, doesn't it? When there's lots of people working on a certain thing, they can... Maybe do something or break something else, and something else will break that. And when they fix that, it'll break something else. And it's just an, an endless stream of just error checking. That's mm. why I don't play modern games, Sean. Yeah, I'm not so keen. I am kind of exposed to them now mm. from you know at work, but 
Yeah, some of them are amazing. The graphics are outstanding. But, uh, you know, like I say to the guys at work, you, you've got to put 100 hours into it. And I, I like just like Frogger, 20 minutes, really good game, switch it off. Yeah. yeah I, I haven't got time for that kind of investment now, have you? No, that's why I don't really go into... I was playing my Switch the other day for the first time in ages, and I was playing this game called Candle. It's uh, like a little sort of really, really nicely sort of hand-drawn indie game where you're doing little puzzles and stuff. It's like a weird, weird little world and this little funny character. And some of the some of the, the puzzles are quite difficult to do, and sometimes you've got to interact with the backgrounds and you don't quite see what's going on. And I have been using a walkthrough, and I'm quite conscious I'm cheating at it. I don't mind. But every now and again, I just go, I just, I've been wandering around for ages not doing anything. I'm not having a good time. I have a quick peek. Oh, that's it. And I'll just quickly peek at something, go back to it, do that bit, and then it'll open up a load more stuff. And it'll interest me again because I'll be doing new stuff and finding new things. And it just keeps my interest alive. Mm. And I like that. But I was also thinking, oh, there's some more games coming out soon I want, I want to get for the Switch. There's some new ones coming out. And I'll hold on a minute. I haven't done Captain Toad. I haven't done Mario. I'll, well, I'll never do Mario. It's too big. I'll never do Zelda. It's too big. Um, halfway through Wonder Boy, the Monster's Trap. So I've got to do that as well. So there's all these things. I thought, I, I, I just can't be getting new ones when I've got old ones to play. So I'm going to try and finish off some of the older ones before I get the new ones. But they're not going to go away, so who cares, really? Yeah. Well, guess what else? This I went down to see James, IGP. Yeah. Retro Games Party, picking up a couple of things, boards and stuff. And I don't know, I hope you don't mind me saying this. <laughs> In his office, he had a new arrival, an Alka, A-L-C-A, Alka Ping Pong. Oh, yeah, I know what an Alka Ping Pong looks like. Alka, a UK company. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I never knew that. I looked on the back and there's a UK number. and Yeah, it was uh, It was just a, um, a Pong clone, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's it's great. It's probably I don't know seventy four, seventy five, something like that. But it's it's great to see them old ones, and he thinks he can get it working again. It's all TTL. Because I I, th- I think I know who owned that before James had it. I can't be certain, but I, I've seen the cab before, and it is an ugly old cab. It's a really tall, upright thing, isn't it? It's got you know your console. It's got like a a, a box inside a frame. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, it's it looks kind of like that, like like the 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 top of the cab has been squeezed into the side side of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just weird that there's there's hardly any of them left because there must have been loads of them around in the seventies. Yeah, but you know, I love you, stuff just like that. Really I, I like the stuff. aesthetics of the old seventies stuff as well. But that one, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's an ugly bug. I thought it was all right. Mm. Is it wooden sides? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one I think with the light blue bezel. Yeah, that's yep, it. That's the that's one. It, yep, yeah, I know it. I know it. Ping pong. Ping pong. Pong ping. So, yeah, it's not really done that much, to be honest with you. I've had a few little downers, which we'll talk about later on with the arcade mm. stuff. Um, but hopefully, all that's been fixed. So, that's pretty good. Arcade news. We haven't got that much news either, really. It's been a bit of a slow news week. It has. But the it first has. one, which is quite fun, and I might have to get hold of this, you know, is remember that game, the 10 player Killer Queen, we saw in Logan Arcade in Chicago? Yeah, Freddie Mercury were playing it, weren't he? No, he was not. Or Brian May with his poodle haircut. No. <laughs> but Killer Queen is to be released on consoles. Ooh. Which is going to be really cool because I think that will be one game I'd like to play online because you can play 10 players at once. Play it online. Yeah. Well, I presume that's what it's going to be, because it's It's a 10-player game. 
Mm. And it really shines with multiplayer. So I would have thought that's going to be an online thing, isn't it? Yeah, could be. Could I suppose be. if you sit around with switches, I think you can. I think you can have four switch controllers together. But it's still you want to play online, really, don't you? Mm. I reckon that'd be really cool online. Talking of online, that that segues into a nice, nice bit here, doesn't it? So we've got. Have you ever been on a Segway, by the way? Oh no, no chance. I wouldn't want to look that stupid. They look like weird magic thing. How do, how do you not fall over because you've got no handles on some of them? Well, it's you like do weird... fall over, and the bloke who, desi- who who designed them fell off a cliff on one of them. Oh, is he all right? No, did is he dead? Brown bread, mate. Brown bread. Well, that's, that's not a good idea. Not a good advert. Yeah, is that, is that put your flying one? Has it? Yeah. But anyway, our segue. And is you look in... like a massive tool. <laughs> have you heard of this? Lewis Backcode showed me this. You might have done. It's a, it's a Facebook. No, it's not. It's a web page called Fightcade. Fightcade. And, and it and, and enables you to play online arcade games online all over the world. It, obviously, if you're playing someone, Lewis said, in Brazil, the lag is going to be bad. But if you're playing someone a few miles away, the lag is better and, it, and it's playable, you know, like fighters and all sorts of stuff. Mm. You could play online with MAME and also some console stuff years ago, but it was quite mm. convoluted to get it working. And I never really got it. Well, I tried to do it with Davo once and we couldn't quite get it working. It would have been quite smart because that's the kind of thing we could do together to open up two-player um co-op games yeah there's only a certain amount of games it's a lot it's a lot but it's not like thousands wouldn't it be cool for us to both play like smash tv together yeah it'd be good that'd yeah. be real fun wouldn't it because any time we get fun. to do that is when you come here or i go up and see you yeah hang on, it might be it's probably a f- about three or four hundred maybe that huh? you can play oh i have to look into that sounds quite interesting bad, is it? yeah and another one from Lewis is a, a web page called a site called Blur Busters, right? Is it for and people they're... who hate the band Blur? Possibly. But also they they try to minimize lag on modern TVs. You know, uh, stop the blurring, get get the lag perfect and it's a whole forum and sites dedicated to it and there's one that's dedicated to MAME. There's a there's a part in the in the site that's dedicated to mame and getting the lag down to like two frames a second one frame a second with an lcd right and that's really interesting it's interesting that this community is trying to do that it sounds so, far too complicated for a tiny brain like me but hopefully one day we will have lcds that match the speed of crts what do you reckon i reckon we should throw all the lcds away in the bin and start remaking CRT comp- screens. I don't know. It's the no, future. No, no, definitely. No, it's not the future. It is kind LCDs of. are ass. I don't want them. You can get all these games at the club, like these rhythm games. They have to have low lag LCDs. And like the, the big ones, like Groove Coaster, it's, it's got to be, a, I don't know, a 55-inch LCD vertical. And it's got to be very low lag. You know, Do you know do, what I because... prefer on Groove Coaster? It's a 55-inch screen CRT. That would be huge. It'd be like eight foot deep. I'd love it. it I'd love it go, that. It'd go through the floor. But anyway, they've, I think they're or like, I don't know, maybe a grand or something for these low-lag screens. But they do exist. Wow. Expensive. Mm. Did, did you hear that? What was it? 
Is it, is it your end or my end? Well, there's nothing here. I don't know what you're about. I thought I heard something. All right, carry on. Anyway, this, is, this is one of yours. What's this, Vic? Oh, this last one. This is I found this on Gizmodo. I think it was on Twitter, actually, because I, I follow a guy called Kevin Bates. Is it Kevin Bates? I think it's Kevin Bates. And he invented the Argy Boy. Remember that little credit card style, very, very simple uh, handheld I've got? It's about the size of yeah. a credit card, a little bit thicker, and it plays single games. You, you upload or load into it a certain game. It's only black and white, little tiny speaker on it, and it plays little games like Jetpack, and you know people have made their own Pac-Mans and Invaders for it, and little venture games and Gauntlet clones and all this lot. And you play one game at a time. It's like a little Arduino device, basically, with a tiny little memory on it. And it's just playing these really simple little fun games. But what someone's done is they've used that kind of technology, and they're putting a colour screen in it, and they're bringing Pac-Man out on it. God. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I love those little things. They're just real nice little silly things. I like them a lot. How big's the screen? Uh, the screen's about inch and a half. Oh, my God. It's not good for blind heads like you. Mm. But they're going to bring out um, Pac-Man, uh, Tetris. I think Tetris is out already. It's black and white Tetris. Uh, Missile Command and Centipede. And some other Atari games, apparently. Yeah. Looking forward to that one. I'm definitely going to buy one. Definitely going to buy one. Awesome. Mm. So that's about it for the uh, for the the news. Not a lot about really, is there at the minute? No, no, no. news is good news. That's what they say. Something like that. Do they? Do they? Possibly. Recent pickups. Do you know? I am Jimmy. Sent me that Pac Man ninety six in one multi board. Yes. Very, very lovely of him. Well, I needed a Pac-Man PCB and also a, a jammer adapter. So I was looking out for one, and I offered up Allens for a Pac-Man board. No, Aliens I don't like. Yes. So John Hughes on UK VAC offered to do a swap for me, an original Pac-Man board, all fully working and everything, for Allens. So he did the swap, absolutely brilliant, sent it really nicely, and I needed a Pac-Man ad- adapter. So Simon Dennison sent me a Pac-Man adapter. One of those um, ones that's factory-made rather than just a handmade one. Brilliant. Plugged the thing in. See if it worked. wasn't working. Hold on a minute. John Hughes definitely had it working. He showed me a picture of it working. I knew it was going to work and everything. What's going on here? So I looked at the the adapter, and the adapter has been made the wrong way around. So you know you've got the jammer side, which you plug into your jammer harness, and then you've got the Pac-Man side, which plugs into your Pac-Man board. The Pac-Man yeah. board side have been done exactly in reverse. You cast your mind back, well, probably a year or so ago now, when we did tech tips, I said how to make a jammer adapter. And I said the biggest pitfall, and I've done it a few times by accident, is you go from the wrong end to the right end. And when you turn it over, yeah. you've got reverse round. But it's very easy, if you're not looking what you're doing, to go in reverse. So you go from right to left rather than left to right or vice versa. And this mm. one had actually been made in a factory the wrong way round. It was a Vogatech one. So if you get a Vogatech jammer adapter, I'm just getting it now. I'll put a picture on the website of it. Uh, it's got Pac-Man to jammer, Vogatech 2011. 2011. So these have been around for a while by the looks of it, unless that's a different copyright date. And it's been made round exactly the wrong end. And where the PowerPoints go on either end of it, the 12 volts go into the 5 volts, and the 5 volts go into the 12 volts. 
And do you know what happens when you put 12 volts into a 5-volt chip, Sean? Or Blows a number up. of 5-volt chips? It Blows ruins up. it. So it broke my board, which I hadn't even used. Do you know why I know this already? Tell me. Because I met him. I saw him last Saturday, and he was telling me, John. Oh, right, okay. And and you know what he did then? Well, he did some absolutely excellent things. He fixed it, and he sent me another one, because he's an absolutely beautiful person. Yeah, but even better than that, he one cc'd Rastan on one life. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I love that man. He's absolutely brilliant, and he's sending me it back anyway, so I'll have it soon. But what a bummer. But luckily, uh, I think the AC section of the Pac-Man board sort of protected the rest of the chips because he had it back and he said, oh, I've got it working again. I think something, something changed on it. And he said, it's, it may be not that reliable. So he sent me another board. How brilliant of him. Because it wasn't his fault I, I plugged in this flipping adapter. It wasn't my fault either, really. I just I just trusted a, a custom-made adapter. You would do, wouldn't you? Well, from now on, if I ever get any factory-made adapters in future, I'm going to test them first. Mm. But you don't really think you have to. If, if something's been made and you know, hundreds of them have been made... And it mm. certainly wasn't Simon's fault either for, for sending me. He, he sent it me for nothing. He was absolutely lovely of him to send it to me. So I'm looking forward to getting the Pac-Man board back. But what a bummer. I was so annoyed about it. Mm. Yeah, Mr. Vogatech, he's the problem. <laughs> Harumph. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I've got some pickups. Oh, go on. I've got some little 99 pence IPAs. Thought I'd try them. That doesn't sound very arcadey to me. I know, but they're pickups. Well, they've gone. They've gone missing them, Vic. I don't know where they've gone. They've disappeared. Has someone taken the contents out of them and put them in your recycling bin? I think that's that could be it. Do you think it was Jan? Uh, jam, not Jam. No, Jan, your wife. Oh yeah, no, yeah, probably. Yeah, she's always nicking my IPA or not. Mm. And yeah, there's a, the the octopus. If you're trying little IPAs, kids, they are, they're only ninety nine p, but they're not got a lot of character. Try. The octopus one, they had fish, fishy themes. So if you're like in the school playground, get, oh, no, sorry, sorry, no. You can't give a baby booze. Can't get baby booze. Can't give a baby baby booze. booze. (laughs) You can't. And I'm just back from Whitby and guess, yeah, yeah, kids, look look what I got here, Vic. You look like an old bum. (laughs) You've got a carrier bag full of beer. I went into this establishment called the green dragon look at that kids yes and it's a it's a, a shop with a little little t- kind of tap house next to it and i've got six ipas to try this one's called juice campbell versus the army of darkness instead of bruce campbell <laughs> this one's called this could go on for a bit swerve driver anyway i've got six of them to try uh what did, what was i gonna what was the point i've forgotten now anyway yeah, yeah pickups got, well, yeah. for the first thing, I, I should say, yay, promoting cheap alcoholism. Because I'm an anti-drinking Nazi bastard now. But seriously, kids, drink in moderation. Yes, 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 And kids. also, trivia fact about my dog, he's got a green dragon. Yeah? Soft toy, it's a big thing. I won't tell you what he does with it, it's despicable. <laughs> I can imagine. We call it the shaggin. Right, I've got you. I've got you. Anyway, these Yorkshire IPAs, they were not 99p. They were like £3.80 each. That broke the bank. So they better be good. Better be I'm good. I've not had them yet. Uh-huh. I have got future pickups, which I'm very, very excited about, but I haven't got them yet. It's great when you can see into the future, isn't it? I can do it. Oh, it's good. Look at me crystal ball. 
Marvellous. Right, I'll tell you what we do have a lot of. Feedback. Yes. Listener feedback. Now, the first one, uh, James Timmouth, brother of lots of metals. Bronze. Sent a picture and he said, uh, is this still open for Ladybug, our 10 pence score thing? Because we did Ladybug, God knows how many years ago, three years ago, two years ago? Maybe, yeah. And he's got 144,280. That's a good score. Mm-hmm. It's not quite 154,000, which I got, and Mr. Trone has got 162,000, but that is a good score. He's obviously liking Ladybug. And it's nice, nice to see our listeners going back to the old games. Well done. Well done, James. That is cool. I've got some nice feedback from Nick73. Great episode, boys, on the gyrus he's on about. And thanks for introducing me to another belter of a game. No, we didn't. And- a new gyrus, but never had more than a couple of goes and never on a real cab. Maybe maybe I didn't find the controls difficult. It just seemed natural to rotate it rather than move it, and that makes if that makes sense. Really surprised you don't like this bit. Yeah, no. me too. I think you're the only one from all the comments. I love Galaxian and Gallagher, but never seem to be able to get much better at them, no matter how much I play. With Gyrus, it was great figuring things out myself in the light bulb moments where you realise how to do certain things to get a better score or to make a section easier. I did reach a point where I was taking risks to get better scores, but losing lives a lot more. That's shooting the blue wobblies, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Thing was, every time it felt fair, and I knew exactly why I died, and how to theoretically avoid it next time. Definitely a new favourite. I firmly believe there are two types of people in this world. There are those that giggle at Uranus, and Uranus jokes, and those that roll their eyes and sigh at them. Similar, similar with this mention of the blue great tit, or the certain other word that Vic innocently used in this episode. Mm. It's some sweary word. Probably. Uh, Mark Clayton has just put Frogger, excellent choice Bobby Yadod Frogger, woohoo, I'm so excited I almost wet my pants <laughs> Don't wet your pants Oof. Uh, Jerry Levine uh, Frogger, yay, as a child of the pants I shall be downloading ready for my commute on the morrow Rather enjoyed Armoured Car, difficult game But just kept me coming back for more Tagster Great podcast guys, I'll give Frogger a go what do you mean, give it a go? You've not played it before? Come on, Tagstar. Tagstar. What's this? Uh, two YouTubers recommended it to us by Anad Elad Relly. That's not a real name. Well, if you look at the two, Anad Elad is Dale and Dana. Dale Dana. Ooh. And I don't know. It's an anagram, isn't it, for his real name? I th- maybe. I'm not sure. We've got some mysterious listeners. Of the pens. Children of the pen, children of the birds. There's two good YouTube channels there on old school arcade games and, nice. and stuff. Check them out, kids. We'll put a link in the no-shows. Uh, this is from Chris Plus Plus, Chris Federico, on Frogger. Uh, a great game that becomes an archetype in the sense that 47 million other games ripped it off or at least use it for inspiration. The only preceding game of this sort that I know of anyway was Atari's TTL coin-up called Space Race. This only foreshadowed the bottom half of the Frogger playfield, however, rather than the whole thing. The same with the Activision game Freeway for the Atari VCS, which is also influenced by Space Race. I guess Lunar Rescue has some pre-Frogger stuff in it as well, but none of these games has a frog, so who cares? Still looking for the rainbow connection. Chris Plus Plus. Look on a two-layer. Donkey Kong PCB. Here's a picture from Lewis Batcave. He's... he's sent us some sparkling peach and prosecco conserve jam using some posh jam to help fix a cps2 knob securely the only only the best for my cps2 cheers again for the tech tip sean holly ah. yeah put, ja- put jam on your jammer boards kids it never fails to f- fail 
I made him some 3D printed uh, volume buttons for his CPS2 boards. They get broken very easily, those buttons. I printed some out and they look lovely. Nice. That 3D printer is quite handy sometimes. Uh oh, this is one from Tagster in Australia. Hey, Sean Holly, great to bump into you last night in Australia. You didn't really want to talk about arcade games, though, which puzzles me. And he sent a picture of a man who looks extraordinarily like you. I know. We're going to put this poor man on our website, I expect. We've had a few lookalikes, but this one, this this guy, he looks exactly like even the glasses are the same. Same silly beard, same daft head. But this guy looks a bit more ripped than you. He looks a bit muscular, doesn't yeah. he? Like I'm fairly muscular, as you know, kids, but or, or fat. But wife looked at it and she says the only way I can tell it's not you is his ears are a different shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. He looks exactly like me. He really does, yeah. Uh, this is from Aaron Clark. Another great podcast allowed to keep the good work. I like to think of Victor and Sean as the arcade Victor and Vic and Bob. Similar humour and keep me going when I've got a boring day ahead. Ooh, Benson Rad, the coat of the pence. It did make me chuckle. The coat of the pence. Yeah, okay. Hey, being a bit behind, he says, following the coat. So I have quite a marathon catching up from the USA adventure through to now. Shame I missed out on a few good games I'd like to have played. It was a surprise that Vic was not a fan of Gyrus. I think you are really deep down, aren't it's, you? It's... It's... <laughs> really it's... I just really didn't like it. It's one of those games that when I... Got around to playing it. I just found it boring, repetitive. Uh, I just couldn't really get into it. I kept having silly deaths. And it just annoyed me. Really annoyed me. Who who knew? Anyway, he puts, Now, I did like Armoured Car. It's quite hard, but I only had an hour or so on it, so the score deadline when I listened to it was for the next game. You mentioned in one of the recent podcasts about focusing on two games and cutting the rest of the podcast features. Please don't do that. I like all the stuff before the featured game. The Waffle, I think it's called. Managed to have a few goes on this. It's something I have in my Game Boy Konami car, along with Gyrus and Time Pilot. So I've played it quite a bit on that, as well as at arcade events. Again, I've, I've not had much time on it for the challenge, but We'll get a photo over shortly. Well, if you haven't got it in by now, you can't go. No, no. Talking about Armoured Car, did you watch the video I put on the last on, on the website of Armoured Car when the people doing like, God knows, 180,000 on it or something stupid? No. They were playing it, like we said, with the, with the, the fast, you know, the, the second gear button down all the time. And they were stopping and slowing down and jerking around. And they were playing it really well. They seemed to really get into it. And you could see how they got massive scores like that. And it was just, they were playing it really, really well. But I just couldn't get on with it that well. They obviously got the knack of it somewhere. And it's just really nice watching someone play it really, really well. Hmm. Have you seen this one from Nick Prokop? He says, I thought you'd like this video. It's a video about Akihabara Arcade. So that's worth looking at. I've been there before. So I did know about that already. Oh, I've been to Market Harbour, which is down near. It's quite quite different is it oh. robert duffy listen today for the first time love it great job chaps keep it up been a while since i doubled in the old game and due to work and business but got the urge now uh he attended a few uk vac meets many moons ago and need to get back onto the scene where time allows we'll be a regular listener now well, glad to have you on board robert thank you rob babe babe oh mate sorry yes <laughs> over familiar friendly shout outs 
Now, we've got a shout-out for someone else this time. This is from Mick yeah. Berry to... He says, kind of a big shout-out to Mr. Retro Rob and his good wife for putting on an amazing arcade night. Also in attendance was the Retro Hunter, Ali, Retro Mash, Baz Pat, and Woo Magic Woo. Big thanks, top night. P.S. I won the Gallagher. In your faces. Oh. Hopefully I've done that okay for you, Mick. Oh, I've got to say big thank yous to Simon Dennison for the, I say lovely pack adapter here. I did that before I realised it was broken. Uh, thank you anyway, Simon. You were doing a top job for me anyway, even though the thing was wrong. Doesn't matter. We've sorted it all out now. It's good. Everything's good. And also, John Hughes for sorting out the Pac-Man for me. Thank you very, very much. It's an absolute pleasure doing business with you. And I will again in future. Yeah, and John, next time you come to Arcade Club, I'd like to stream you doing the Rastan 1cc for the Facebook page, because we like to do that. we got to play Rastan Saga one day, haven't we? I was thinking about this the other day. Yes. Oh, it's super difficult, but Is I it? think... Well, I didn't see it. Charlie Farr saw him do it, because I was busy, but he said it, it was 1cc, no no miss, no life lost. Wow, that's pretty good. Mm, pretty played, good. I've played the game a little bit. I used to dabble a bit with it on the Spectrum years ago. Because it was always it was one of those games that was awesome in the arcade back in the day, um, and I've played it a little bit. It's a bit jerky and a bit weird, but yeah, I'd like to get into it one day. Mm. Mm. Fantastic, fantastic music. Yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to the Pie Factory guys. <gasps> yes, we, me too. We love, we love you, Pie Factory guys. They, they just did the, their first podcast of the year, and they give us such a lovely shout out because they talk about meeting us at Galloping Ghost, and you know the nice time that we had so the feeling check, was absolutely mutual check out their show it's nearly as good as ours not quite I think. well they're getting there aren't they they're getting there good yeah, lads bless, bless good them. on them they're not gonna like that they're lying gats <laughs> it really tickles me that the person that edits their podcast has got an mp3 file on their computer called lyinggets.mp3 and it's me just going Lying gets. <laughs> I like that a lot. Japanese with 10 pants. And here is part two of our cave story from our mysterious Japanese lady. Take it away. Let's talk about Japanese arcade games. Last time, I spoke about the first seven amazing arcade games produced by Cave. I hope you tried to play some of them too. Well, this week, I want to tell you about the next games by Cave. Number 8 Released in 2001 words in the rest of the world, it is called Progia, Storm of Progia. Unlike most cave games, this one is horizontally scrolling. It is full of crazy old style airplanes. Lots of steampunk action. Number 9! Released in 2002 was Another sequel to the amazing Donpatch series. Daiyojo means blissful death. 
This game is super difficult. Number ten. The year was 2003. The game was Ketsui, Kizuna Jingokutachi. It translates as determination, cutting the bonds of hell. It is set in a big world war with many mechanical tanks and machines. So many bombs and bullets. Number eleven. In 2003, Kate gave us Espigaluda. Espigaluda is set in a mythical kingdom where characters with supernatural powers are fighting against machines and enemies from a golden age. This game introduced Kakusei or Awakening Ability. By collecting special gems, players achieve superpowers and can slow down time. Jumbi, itekimasu. Number twelve, released in 2004, using powerful new hardware was Mushihime-sama, translated as Bug Princess. It is a fantasy-style shoot-em-up. Princess flies over many beautiful landscapes and battles against hundreds of super-sized insects. Amazing bullet patterns in this game. Number thirteen, released in 2005, was Ibala. Ibala is a fast and loud bullet to hell, set in a futuristic industrial war. The visual effects are amazing, with awesome super weapons. But the game is seriously too hard for many players. Ibala. Number fourteen. Later in 2005, Cave gave us the second puzzle game, Puzzle Mushihime Tama. Just a year after fighting bugs in her bullet hell game, Princess is now starring in the silly puzzle drop game. If you liked Uopoko, you will love this game. Number fifteen. It is still two thousand five, and time for another bullet hell. Espigaluda two. Espigaluda two is a fantastic sequel with much more beautiful and detailed characters, enemies, and weapons. Last time around, it was a little easy, but this time. It is super difficult.
This week's games were プロギアの嵐ドドンパチ大王城決意絆地獄たちエスプガルーダ虫姫様茨パズル虫姫様エスプガルーダ2 That's so for now See you next time for more cave games Thank you for listening ありがとうございます Presented by Cave Isn't that awesome? It's is very awesome. So everything、cool. you need to know about Japan, i.e., how to say the game names of cave stuff in Japanese properly. Yeah, it sounds so much nicer in Japanese as well. Arcade Master Quiz. Right, I haven't done one. I forgot. You've not done one? No, I forgot.、Oh. I've just seen it now. Oh, you're belly. Sorry, I have to do it for next time. We haven't got a quiz this time, have we, Sean? No, Vic. Why? I forgot. Detention. I wrote down here that I was going to Detention. Like, <laughs> that I was going to do it, and then I've moved on to other stuff on the podcast and forgot all about it. What are you? So, I'm, I'm in detention. Yeah, and you're a nincompoop. Oh, I love that word.、Mm. You nincompoop. No, you are. That's my new favourite word. In your nincompoop. Feature game review. And it is, of course, the classic Frogger by Konami. Licensed to North America by Sega Gremlin and then the rest of the world by Sega. Released in 1981. Right, Frogger runs on Konami Z80 hardware, similar to other classics, Puyun and Time Pilot and others. The hardware is similar to Scramble. Frogger can actually run on Scramble hardware. But you only get one colour background. Because you know Frogger's got the bottom half of the road is in black and the top half of the river is in blue.、Yeah. If you use Scramble hardware, you can only have one colour, black or blue. Because the background colours are done on hardware. And I know this because the Phil Murray Konami Scramble multi game has got Frogger on there. That's what I've been playing it on. But you get a choice of having a blue background. Or a black background, but not two together. And it makes you know, no you, difference to it. You know, and you just said at the start then that Konami, it was released in America by Sega Gremlin and the rest of the world by Sega. So there were two there were two different arms of Sega, were they? Sega Gremlin and Sega. I believe so, yeah. I think they merged. And they, they depend on what release it was at the time. It was either Gremlin Sega or Sega Gremlin, weren't it? If you look at the marquees and stuff. Yeah, I read recently as well、um, the hardware for Frogger is a, is a larger bottom board and a smaller top board with a little ribbon cable in between. But Frogger was also run on modified Mooncrestor hardware. Right. So it, all, all those games are sort of derivatives of、um, like Galaxian hardware. Because Scramble can run on Galaxian and Frogger can run on Galaxian hardware with, with limitations and stuff. So it was all quite similar hardware back then, but certain parts of the board did stuff in hardware. So the, the background colours were done in hardware, so a Scramble board can't do that. It hasn't got the hardware to do that. And it's a similar thing with, on Galaxian hardware. If you run Scramble on that, because the, the bullets in Scramble、uh, in Galaxian were done in hardware, they're pointing upright. 
because it's a vertical game. And when you yeah. when it fires in Scramble on Galaxian hardware, the bullets are vertical. They're not horizontal. I've seen that. Yeah. So it looks a bit odd, but it still works okay. And the, and the colours are really, really funky in Frogger as well because it didn't have the same colour palettes on Galaxian. But the game works fine otherwise. So, yeah, it, it was... I think I think Gremlin was the arm that actually programmed the games. I might be wrong there, but they obviously merged somewhere along the line. Mm. Frogger is a vertical game, and you use a four-way joystick only, no buttons, to control your frogs. The only buttons you use on that game is to start one player or two player. Nice. You can play two players, but one life after the other. Uh, how, how do you play Frogger, Sean? Surely everyone knows how to play Frogger, right? Right, I'm going to tell everyone anyway, just in case you've lived in a weird frog hole of your own for the past 30 years. Use this joystick to hop your frogs across the road and river to their homes, or bases, dens, holes, what do you want to call them? Frog Hideaways. Homes, holes, I don't know. You've got to avoid race cars, bulldozers, and other cars on the lower road area to get to the midway point. When you're at the midway, you have a bit of a breather. Then you have the rivers across, but... There are deadly frog enemies and predators in the water. So you have to cross the dangerous river by using the toidles, logs, and alligators as handy stepping stones to get to the top where your frog homes are. Only one frog allowed in a home per level. So don't try and fit another one in, as there's already one relaxing in there and you'll land on your frog's face. Nobody wants that have to you, happen. Have you tried I haven't tried that. Have you tried you just die if you try and get into yes. a frog? Yeah. Do you? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's right. silly. Why would you want to do that? I know. You are timed for each frog, so don't hang around too long. Each After each frog is safely housed, you get a time bonus and some more time to do the next one. When you've fitted all five holes with froggies, you've done the level. Periodically, the cars get more frequent and faster. The other traffic becomes denser and other nasties appear in the river section. Snacks. Watch out for snakes. Patrol the central reservation and the logs. Horrible otters rear up and kill you if you're on the edge of a log, and some of the logs become much more scarce as you progress. Two sets of turtles dive under the water, and if you're on the back of one when it does this, you're going to get wet and dead. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. If you're hit by any of the vehicles, fall in the water, get eaten by a creature, or go off the end of the screen, left or right, when the logs and turtles are moving around, lose a life. Same goes if your time runs out, or if you bash your frog into another in the base. On the later levels, gators take some places of the logs. They are safe to sit on the backs of, but if you step onto their heads, they'll chomp you. You will also get gators hanging out in the empty frog holes now and again. They will kill you if you hop in there. Have you noticed their teeth are discoloured compared to the regular logger gators? I'm not surprised. He eats too many sweets and never cleans his teeth. Each hop forward gets you 10 points. Each frog put in its home gets you 50 points and 1,000 points when all frogs are safely home. Notice their mouths turn into hearts when they're all home while the tune is playing. Do you notice that? No. Well, you should have looked more carefully. I didn't notice that. Yeah, they turned into little hearts. Right. A little bit of trivia before we can get to the trivia section. Uh. There are two extra small bonuses. You may see a friendly frog hanging around on a log. Hop over to it and it'll jump on your back for 200 points. Get him home with you and you get another 200 points. If you see a fly, a fly in your frog holes, jump on in and have a tasty snack for 200 points also. Now, I've just explained all that, but if you watch the track mode on Frog, it gives you this. Frogger. Move frog vertically or horizontally using joystick. Object is to safely manoeuvre frog to its home within allotted time. 60 beats on the timer. Cross highway without getting run over and cross river without falling in. 
Avoid traffic, deadly snakes, otters, crocodiles, and the treacherous diving turtles. Ooh, buggers. Or... Good bass sound, that, innit? It's a lovely bass sound when you die. Mm. Right. I wonder, if, I wonder if that happens when you, when you actually die, really. When you get a big bass. you get bass. run over, you turn into Skullington and Crossbones and make get, a boo noise. You get a big bass sound and Jesus is there going, you've just been run over, you fool. Did you not learn anything from Frogger? Maybe? Nope. I don't know what he's banging on about either. Could be. I, I don't think so. <laughs> right, so everyone knows how to play Frogger, surely. It's, it's a classic game. It's as easy as Pac-Man or Space Invaders to play. But what tips and secrets could we give to the listeners? Well, it's not kind of a tip. It's dodgy deaths, which we will have comments on the people have submitted scores. So it's you complaining, basically. Not really. There's some jumps that you definitely make and the game kills you. And I thought, right, it's MAME. It could be MAME, something wrong with it. So I've played it on the hardware at Arcade Club. Actually, no, I've played it in my break, Andy, on our, uh, on. On the break, uh, at our, <coughs> at our yeah, 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 definitely. I, I was watching, listed, yeah. yeah, yeah, honestly, and yeah, you, it's that still has the feature, the feature as well, where you do die sometimes when you jump, and you clearly make the jump, but you die on the logs. And I wrote on our notes, no, you're just <laughs> frogs don't lie, but I've been playing it extensively on hardware, and uh, I have seen a few deaths when you land on a log. Mm. Must be bugs, but the, the thing is, the world record holders who've got like eight hundred thousand on this, they must be able to avoid them somehow. Mm. Otherwise, surely in in playing it for God knows two three hours of play, you'd make those times, and you only get one extra life in this game. Yeah, the game only counts your score up to ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety. After that, only the last five digits are kept. I had that problem. Yeah. So after the level 5 madness, which is where it really gets difficult, the game slows back down again, but then increases with difficulty again. Now, I did the level 5 thing. Level 5 is really difficult when you get four race cars going across, and it only leaves one gap to get through. It's Mm. getting quite hard by then. And when you get to the river section at the top, there's not many logs, so getting the very left-hand frog hole is very, very difficult. Now, Charlie Farr, thank you very much. Shout out to Charlie Farr. Sent a little gif showing you how to do this on level. You have to do it very quickly in a certain order, certain pattern. And I did it. I've done it about three or four times. Absolutely no problem at all. And then died soon after on level five because it's quite difficult. And what I was going to say about that silly bug happening. The last time I played it, and I haven't played it since because it annoyed me so much. I got to level five. I had one life left. Right, I'll do this easily found that you know the pattern's quite easy to do i jumped onto the top log absolutely perfectly same as last time killed me Mm, it must be some i don't know it must be some sort of weird maybe a timing error when a certain thing happens which we don't know about it kills you but i landed on that damn log i wasn't even near an edge of it and it just killed me so i just turned the damn thing off i was really annoyed about it so yeah i don't know how the experts are avoiding that error because there must be you, you must get the bug. I've had it about four or five times. Do you know what? It. When I was programming that gaming classic Drunk Gary for Nerg last year. Yes, which is I, very like Frogger. I did a Frogger level. Mm-hmm. So you do, the, you do the first part, which is dead easy. You hop over the road, you get hit by cars. The second part, it's the background, the sea, the river or whatever that kills you. Yeah. 
So I, I changed the whole background. To touch the background, you die. But you have to jump over a tiny bit of the background to get onto a log. So that wasn't working because you were dying immediately or touching the blue. Yeah. So, so what I changed it to then is there were invisible barriers in between the logs that yeah. if you hit them, you would die. Right. So you, you could hit, you jump on the log, but if you missed it, there's an invisible barrier right next to it, and you hit them, you die. And yeah. I, I reckon that to program that top bit is, is very difficult. And that, But that's how I got around it. I don't know how they, they got around it in 1981, but... Because it was all an assembler back then, wasn't it? Yeah, so, you, so you're not actually hitting the sea. You're hitting an, an invisible, actually like an invisible line I put in, like a, just a white bar. Yeah, and because it, on, on Frogger as well, there's... When you when you're on when you're on the dive when you're on the turtles, you can almost hang off the very left hand edge of a turtle, but you can't do it on the right hand side. Mm. So it must be it must be these invisible barriers. They were certain pixel thicknesses, and maybe one's thicker than the other, so you could you could sit on one side without getting killed, and on the other side you haven't got a chance. Yeah, I'd like to know how. Hopefully, they, someone how they can go it. in the programming and sort this out. Talking about the programming and plugs in here, our mate Jeff Prescott from the yes. Quarter Podcast we were talking about earlier. Didn't he used to do a podcast? Hmm? Hmm? Come Jeff? back, Jeff. Come on, Come Jeff. Come back, Jeff. Mike, back, Mike, Mike, Jeff. He said he sent this little thing saying, um, this is from the Cutting Room Floor, which is a really cool website. It says, it's impossible to hear the main theme tune taken from the 1977 anime, Ariguma Rascal, in full or normal play. The most player ever gets to hear is about 32 seconds into the track, leaving the last eight seconds of the track out. Even then, there's a mistake in the track that accidentally mutes the second voice channel about 25 seconds in. That's why it sort of cuts off. If you put the following code in MAME's frogger.xml cheat file, or any of the derivative sets, it'll fix that for the channel. Now, I'm going to talk to Phil Murray, who's really cool at doing this sort of stuff, and he's obviously put Frogger onto the Scramble multi-hardware. I want to see if he can actually fix that channel error on the hardware program inside of it so you can actually have it working on a board to fix the the error because he fixed he's actually fixed the errors in phoenix you know the two hundred thousand point error when you yeah, shoot them three yeah. birds up the side he actually fixed that and he fixed some other little bits and bugs with it as well so it'd be nice to have the full the full sounds of frogger because i quite like the tunes on frogger if you search search for that on YouTube, Charlie Farr mm-hmm. showed it me. You can actually find the original anime, and it's it's on YouTube, and you can tell it is the Frogger tune. It's a bit slowed down, but it is a Frogger tune. So cool! Love yeah. those little tunes. Right, the bugs, and I'm not talking about the ones that you eat in Frogger. I'm talking about the bugs in the programming. Uh, sometimes uh, they they say it's the lady frog. It's the frog you pick up and take to your home. Is it mate, your, your wife, your lady friend? I don't know. It's just a, another frog who you pick mm-hmm. up on your back and you take to the home and get extra points. And it says sometimes that the other frog is invisible and it's normally purple. Uh, but if you actually jump, jump on top of it, it appears with white and red legs. It's really weird on your back. And you still get 200 points for it because it's actually invisible on the log. When you touch it, it, it then shows up in the wrong colours. All right, I didn't see it. Sure. get that. Oh, I got loads of times. Uh, from the middle section between the river and the road, jump upwards to a pad and jump back so where you've been moved... To the left, just a few pixels. You should be able to go off-screen to the right. If not, repeat. For more fun, jump upwards to where a pad should be. You will make it, but you will die. Uh, and this another button again from Jeff. Part of the background music will cut out from time to time, only leaving the primary melody playing because it's got that voice missing. 
The game is not always even-handed with the rules, and frogs are occasionally killed on perfectly valid jumps. So that's obviously Boo. that is obviously a noted error. When timed just right, if you jump into a home base where an alligator and the alligator disappears mid-jump, your frog will die, but also make it home safely. So you actually get the points for that. I've jumped into a home base before. I was I was after some paint. Now you have to explain to our overseas listeners. It's like a Home Depot DIY shop. Yeah, home base, great. If you, want, if you need paint or door handles and stuff. But you can't get frogs there. I've looked. All right. Tricks to the game. You can usually jump so you're dangling off the left side of a turtle but not the right. If you play this game on a PC emulator such as MAME and use a code for unlimited time, you're cheating gets, you will hear the entire background song to its finish. This was never possible in the actual arcade game because you always ran out of time because the song is longer than a minute. Mm-hmm. How silly is that? Did they not think about that? Uh, The frog becomes controllable in attract mode once it reaches the very top log with no credits inserted in the machine, Sean. If I'd known that as a kid, I'd just hung around on Frogger all day and just played that last bit all day long without any 10Ps. Yeah, I bet it it sort of surprised kids when they were moving the joystick and they did actually move. Oh, wow. I, I, I never noticed it. And I first played this at the swimming pool when I was about... When did it come out? 82, I was nine years old. So I played it when I was nine, out at the swimming pool. When we used to go swimming, and before the bus came to take us back, we used to, I used to have 10p on that. I used to play Frogger every time in there. Absolutely brilliant. I loved this game back then. Can, can we edit in a really funny joke about playing Frogger in the swimming pool when you're actually in the swimming pool with a frog and it was like real life and that? Should we do that? And let's just laugh now. Like You put it in now and let's just laugh. Ha 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 Funny, funny. I'm did, so funny. Moving on. Did you hear that again? Yeah. Something spooky going on here. Well, I've been doing a lot of research into Frogger lately and I think it's affecting me. I'm sure I can hear something. <laughs> I'm sure. Anyway, graphics and sound of this game. It's, it's 1982, Sean. Uh, simple, classic. You know what everything looks like. It's all really well drawn. Awesome. Boo, when you die. Skull and crossbones. Classic when you've lost a life. When your frog gets whacked or drowned to death. Mm. Uh, nice toodly tunes, which tend to drift in and out. We know why now. Whenever they fancy sort of thing. I, it's just lovely. I really like it. I like the, the attract mode where your frogs swim up the... Then up the screen, they turn into letters F R O G G E R. Yeah, yeah. And on a bootleg I used to have years ago, it used to do that, but it just said frog. Yeah. Just frog. They left the last three off the end. Now, cabinet art. Now, this is a classic looking cab. There's different versions of it, but the Sega Gremlin one was usually a wooden sided thing with a sort of top half artwork with your Mr. Frog on the side doing his running across the road. He's got his tie on, his little red tie. He's got his little briefcase. He's running. And on the marquee, the screen bezel, the control panel, and the front part of the cab all had a tyre print. Like, look, it's been ran over. Mm. And I really like that. And you could get a white-sided cab, which I presume was a maybe a head-on or an Astro Blaster conversion. It looks really nice, though. And we've got a picture on our website of someone who's painted, painted one green. And I think it looks really nice with blue tea moulding. It does look good. I think it looks good. It's not for the purists, but it looks really, really nice. I, I'm not. Sh- I don't like the tire mark down. I never have done. What? I it, love it. I think it's awesome. It does sort of bring the whole cab together, like I'm down by the coin door and the marquee and the not the marquee, the control panel. I'd, I've never liked it. I don't know why. It just looks a bit 
I and you've got, you got four little frogs around your joystick pointing up, down, left and right. Love that's, it. that's cool. It's really, really nice. I would love a frogger cabinet, actually. I do like the cabinets. I really like them. But I don't think it would fit in with more my cabaret. So, and I've always got frogger in the scramble multi-cab. So I'm not going to get one. But I do like them. Really nice. Do you have to swap it? Can you swap it quickly to four-way, that multi? or? Not? Yeah, yeah. Um, the multi-hardware, if you actually plug in a servo stick, it does it automatically for you. That's how right. clever Phil Murray is. But you well, can't I haven't got one the in there. I haven't got one in there at the moment, um, but what I've got in there is I just put my arm under the control panel. I've got a, a quickly movable gate on the bottom of it, which is like quite loose. You just quickly turn it around and that's done. Right. All right. You've got to have a four-way. You will make mistakes with an eight-way. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, um, to do with that hopping in a track mode, uh, you can hop back into the scores as well. You can go backwards. It does absolutely nothing. Completely pointless, but you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> And did you notice that the frog on the side of the art- artwork is carrying a red briefcase? Yes. Do you know what's got in it? I know this for a fact. He's got his jam sandwiches, an apple, a club raisin biscuits, and a Rubik's cube. That is a fact. Well, one of the score listeners, score listeners, has some information on that, which we'll do when we run down the scores. There were absolutely loads of sequel to this, and none of them are anywhere near as good as the original game. Mm. The one that was closest was Frogger 2, 3 Deep. I think it was on the Atari 5200, maybe ColecoVision, that sort of thing. And it's just nowhere near as good. I didn't like it at all. We also played at the Galloping Ghost in Chicago an unofficial follow-up called Ribbit. Did you play that with me? Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. It's quite a good game. It's a a two-player simultaneous game. It's got really big graphics and you do sort of a hopping around business, but you're avoiding like big, horrible spiders and eating ants and stuff. And it's quite a fun little game. It gives you different tasks to do when you're playing it. So it's not quite like Frogger, but similar vein. Really enjoyed that. And this is kind of probably the first computer game I ever played on my own computer. I had a game called the Vic 20, my first ever computer, came with a tape with some different games on it. And one of them was called Hop It. I think it was Hop It or Hopper. And it was packed in with a computer. And I had to ask my friend Bobby Idod about this because he's got a VIC-20 as well. And I wasn't sure which game it was. Because I was looking on YouTube for it. And I knew it was called Hop It or Hopper or something like that. Not quite the same name. And the game looks completely different to what I had in my mind. In my mind, mm. it was an almost perfect version of Frogger. And Hop It is nothing like... Well, it is like Frogger. But it's very, very different looking to what I had in my mind. And Bobby found a game called, I think, Hopper, which is the game I was thinking of, which is quite similar to, to Frogger. Isn't there, isn't there a Atari 2600 game based in the ice and you jump over and get in, you're a polar bear or something, you jump over into igloos? Is that some of the that frost? Is, oh, frost some of, is it Frostbite? That's it, Frostbite. That's, that's a Frogger kind of thing. It's a great little game as well. It's a really nice little game, that. Mm. It's cool. Yeah, but on, on when I was a kid and when I had my Vic 20, I was about nine or ten years old. And to me, that was Frogger in the Home. There's nothing like it, but it was Frogger in the Home to me. I played it so much, loads of it. And to me, the best port out of all the official ones is an unofficial one, which is Richard Broadhurst's BBCB version. It's absolutely bang on. With it, Apart yeah, from the, the logs are pink because he didn't have a brown on the BBC to make brown logs. 
But you can't do pink? with the you can do with a chip, can't you? Some kind of chip. Yeah, you had pink. hardware uh, thing that changed the palettes a little bit, but it is absolutely perfect version. It's so so good, and you can play this game really well with keys as well. Yeah, I find yeah, Frogger really so. easy with the keyboard, which is odd. Right, let's go on to some scoring. Um, I know my score roughly, and it's not as good as I thought it was going to be either. Oh, um, most the scoring on my Scramble Multi because it saves the high scores on that. It doesn't on Frogger normally, but this one does because Phil's changed it. My highest on there is over seventeen thousand, but my score this time didn't didn't beat that unfortunately. Oh, we got loads of players. Nice. Yes, got the first one. The horses are back. Larry horse. Are horse. Back. All New the wild horse. horses have gone ahead. Yeah, but you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't get a prize if you know what song that's from. It's it's probably The Cure, is it? No. Is it from... Answer on the postcard, please, kids. Mr. Mr. Wild Horse and the Wild... Wild Heart. Wild Hearts. From Wild Hearts. No, definitely not. Oh, damn. Should we get on with the scores? Or are you just going to empty your brain? It's it's already empty, mate. <laughs> mm-hmm. The first one from the horses. Larry Horse. 1,660. Ooh. Ooh. We have Burger Boom, who's a young lad, 2160, and he is the son of someone who's higher up. I've forgotten in the scores. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. And another son, uh, Luis CMP, uh, Chris's son, 4170. It said Luis LCP and me had a couple of goes on Frogger for the 10p score. It's rubbish, isn't it? I'd rather play a redemption version of Crossy Road in Skeggy to win tickets towards a tin of beans. Oh, I love beans, me. <laughs> oh, so do I. Oh, I love beans. Gordon Horse, new horse. Mm. Can you do a nay? Can you edit a nay in there? What? <laughs> That's good, and that'll do. We don't mm. need to put a proper horse. 5,230. Just spat all over my iPad just a minute. <laughs> Andrew Driver, 54-10. An appalling score. Away a lot next week, so it might be it. Oh, dear. Oh, Luke Horse, 5880. Mark Happy Dude. Oh, my Lord, he's way down the line. 7,370. There are way too many features in this game to make it any fun. Jump on the middle of a log and die. What the F? If it's just once in a while, it might be too bad, but it's almost every game. Hats off to the peeps that have got some great scores. I wouldn't say it's every game. No, it must be being really just unlucky. Really unlucky, yeah. Boom Go Pinball. Exploding Pinball Man, 7,380. As a youth, misspent as it was, I had quicker reflexes, more stamina, and a higher tolerance for unfair features. At least that's what my wife said about our marriage years ago. Oh, dear. <laughs> As for Frogger, I love it, but it's a short game for me, like my marriage today. Oh, Mr. Pinball. Uh, Chris CMP, father of Luis CMP, 7,790. Ooh. Benson Rad, 8080, very hard game. Never made it further than the second level. Ooh. Alan Delta Lima, 8,300 points. Can anyone tell me why a frog can't swim? I've told you why. They can swim, but there's nasties in the water. That's why you can't go in the water. Uh, that's that's what I'm sticking to. Sounds all right. Ben of Steel, 8390, always had a fondness for this game. That being said, I can only play it in 10 minutes doses before my blood starts to boil. Me too, really. 20 minutes and I'm, I'm half an hour, switch it off. Mm, I was I was getting annoyed and switching off when I was playing it because I kept making silly mistakes. And they were my own mistakes, apart from the bugs. Anna Horse, 8,530. Mm, Porchy! Oh, Porchy. Porchy. Oh, yeah. mate, Porchy. John Porchy. 
Eight six thirty. First time submitting a score, but I don't have an excuse now. The pie to JPAC thingy is up and running. Quite enjoy the game, even if I'm poo at it. Doesn't matter. You done well. Rolly's Arcade. Rolly Retro. Eight thousand six hundred ninety. An hour on Frogger today got me past the tricky five k, but maxed out at eight thousand six hundred ninety. So tense. Think if my heart can take it, I'm good for ten k. Dude. Another Chris CMP. Um, How many oh. Chris CMPs have we got? He must have done better. Oh no, yeah. Sorry, I didn't delete the old score. Anyway, you got nine one forty. I'm kind of kind of starting to like it a bit, I suppose. Yay, come on. Michael Vortman, nine thousand one hundred and seventy, just pipped Chris. Is it just in MAME or is the collision detection in the original as bad? I like it though, it was my first games on the Commodore sixty four. Yeah, it has got a few problems. Mm. Richard Broadhurst yep. 9210 collision detection can be questionable and speeding up just as you were about to jump isn't great it does that doesn't it the car speed up and that yeah almost randomly that yeah it's still a great game though just not as good as the BBC version which he did I wonder if Richard actually programmed the bugs in just to like be like the arcade one that'd be pretty good if he did I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised Ed Horse 9300 this was on the scoreboard for a long time classic Greed gets you killed. Oh, it does, don't you? And in real life. Absolutely. Try and have too many cream eggs and, you know, you explode. Or IPAs. Yeah. Ooh, like I do. Paul McCaskey, 9710. I don't think I've posted this yet. I'm determined to get past 10k and hopefully get to an extra life. Don't think you did in the end. I sent Paul a game the other day. Yeah. Yeah, he he said he liked... We were talking about on Twitter about that um, Mill Miglia game, Thousand Mile Rally. Yeah. And I've got about three of them in the shed, so I sent him one. He likes oh, it. Nice. He's one broke down, so you can have that. Hopefully it works for you okay, Paul. Andrew Hannay, 9,740. Classic game. Simple to learn. Ages to master. Boom. Tin Brother of Bronze. I see him quite often now. At the club. 10,090. Putting my bid in now, just in case there's no further opportunities. On the real thing at Arcade Club. On the real thing. Yeah. Uh, Buller, 10,200. Frogger is one of those rare titles that doesn't make me mad. I'm not any better. Cracked the 10k and didn't swear once. Ooh. I sweared quite a lot. I did. Sweared? Sword. 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 Sworn. Sworn. Tactical Giles, 10400. It's considered a classic for a reason. Yep. Nick 73, 10,430. Beaten by 30 points. Two weeks gone already. What? Gutted, as I love more time on this. Last minute rushed attempt. On the plus side, it's a great Seinfeld episode. We haven't talked about that. I never watched Seinfeld, and I should really, because apparently it's no. quite good. And there's a bit where George, one of the characters called George, is playing Frogger. I did just look at this bit on YouTube. He's playing Frogger, and for some reason, it's just part of the story, his score is the highest one on the board, and he, he doesn't want to like turn it off or something. He's got to take it across the road. And I don't know what they've got a battery attached to it or a big wire or something, I don't know. But what he's doing is when he's trying to get across the road, it goes to a top-down view of it, and it's him acting like Frogger trying to cross the road with these trucks in the way. And there's a bit at the end where he gets out of the way and this truck just smashes his Frogger machine to pieces. <laughs> anyway, Rob, Arcade79, 10640. It's another pleasurable torment. I can't deny I love this game. From, from the off-a-title screen... From the, sorry, from the off, a title screen with amphibious synchronised swimming to moisten one's appetite. However, microwaves concentration real quick. Many 10-minute bursts required. A 10p suction machine. Absolutely. Mark Clayton, 10,770. Love this game. Brings back so many memories as a kid on holiday at Pontins. Many a 10 pence spent. 
Mm. Rob Player Missile, welcome back. 11,020. This is about all I can stand. The minis, the mini missiles, would switch to MAME to something else instead of playing it. Oh, the kids don't like it. That's unusual. Mm. Uh, Matthew Bridge, 11,420. I've always been good at stupidly dying on this one. Talking about this sort of score, 11,000, I was playing my mini Frogger machine, my Walmart one. Mm. And I can't remember who I was playing with on Twitter with it because they they played they put a score of about eight eight thousand odd and I got just over eleven thousand on my on my little tiny Frogger machine. It's slightly different version. I think it plays the NES version on there. Mm. Good yeah. version though. It's good. Yeah. Ali the Retro Hunter eleven six seventy. I think this is my first ten P score. If I didn't get an extra life. Oh, I didn't get an extra life at 10k. Must have done. No, it's 20k. 20K. Well, it's 20k. We, we should have played yeah. the 10k, really, but it's 20 we were playing. Yeah. At. Uh, Bill Wellham, 11,940. Old Frogger has such a gentle charm. I feel for our, our Fibian friend and his relentless struggles across that evil motorway and fast flowing hazardous river, fearing hidden jaws waiting in the reeds. Splat! Oh, well, never mind. There's always another frog. Yeah, Steve from Retro Asylum, twelve four ten. Half an hour playing this so far, enjoying it. Good half you an are. hour. Uh, Paul Higgins, twelve thousand four hundred eighty. Broke the ten k mark finally. However, frustrated by my cheap deaths, and I still love his absolute classic. Great choice, Victor. Victor, fancy a little Walmart arcade classic score challenge on the side? Yes, this was Paul Higgins I was playing with, and he beat me as well. Twelve thousand four hundred eighty. I got eleven and a half thousand on it. Ooh, this is his actual score. This. On the oh, is it? Uh, yeah. Ooh, I think he got eight then on the, the, the arcade classic, on the little one. Ooh. It was good Benny, fun, though. I like playing the little one. It's good. Benny Benassi, 12560. Classic game, great Seinfeld episode, good French dish, and they eat mosquitoes. What's not to like about Frogger? I wouldn't eat a frog's leg. I like frogs. They're a bit scared. Have you ever had one? It's just like very... It tastes like chicken, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I like frogs. I don't want to eat them. You don't need to eat them. There's chickens to eat, for goodness sake. Yeah. Brian Haribo, talking of food, 13,270. Frogger, the game you play when waiting to get on the Spaces machine. No, I play both. I love them. You missed Phil Horse there, 13,100. Sorry, Phil. Darren Folds, 13,390. Finally clued on. Finally, uh, sorry, finally clued into what's going on with the businessman frog side art. See his briefcase and the tie on the marquee. When he gets home, he puts on his overalls and relaxes. See, doesn't he look like he's wearing denim overalls when he's in his little hole at the end? Ah, maybe that's what it is. Also, when I discovered you could hop the frog backwards at the start, I was absolutely stunned. A great game, good choice. Adam Ross, 13,800. First 10p score post in ages, but love the podcast and the game. Thank you, Adam. Ooh, thank you. Mark What No Gravy, 14570. Frogs, eh? The laughing stock of the amphibian world, as, they, as they're the only one of them that can't swim. Uh, Matt Neo MK, 14,990. Nice choice, Victor, but it can't half be infuriating at times. Many, many swears and cheap deaths. Some of your own fault, some not. Level 5 is a killer, though. <laughs> it really is. Mm. Here's Jimmy, 15030. Made it to the infamous level five, but I was too chicken to make it across the road. I'm sure there is a joke in there somewhere. Only mm. complaint about Frogger is the unjustified random death bug. Do you know, until we started playing this for the challenge, I've never noticed the bugs before. No, I hadn't. But when I started playing it and you said about it, I was like, nah, what is he on about? And then I really, after that, they kept flooding in. I was like, for goodness sake, there really is bugs in it. Ruins it, really. Ian Cullen, 15,140. Just don't have the patience for this. 
As Clark, 15,600. Love Frogger, but I can't clear level five, so I'm putting this score in early as I don't want to ruin my weekend anymore as it's causing way too many involuntary arcade Tourette's. Yeah, 15,000 odd is when you get to about level five. Mm. And it starts getting difficult. Sal Buglerissi, 15,620. Great choice, guys. Wish I was better at this game. Requires stone-cold patience. It's not my forte. I thought he was pretty patient playing, playing all them average games. Question, questionable games. <laughs> yeah, that is great. At. Retromash, 15,700. Finally beat Ali the Retro Hunter at Frogger. Incredible how saving frogs can be so stressful. Great game. Uh, Neil, 20 to 5, 15,790. I hate level 5 to finally getting onto it. It is proper harsh. Arrow keys for the win. And he's put a hashtag, real men use arrow keys. I did try that, but I got on better with a four-way stick in my cab. Yeah, I think keys are just about the same as a joystick, really, on this game. Yeah. Tagster, 15,900. A stone-cold classic that makes me hopping mad. The next one's probably me. Go on. I, I didn't beat my 17,000 on my cab. I got 16,450 in this challenge. Ooh. So I beat Tags. I'm happy about that. But not happy about beat, not beating Sol by 50 points. Sol's got 16,500 and he says, Frogger, up to over my previous score. Ribbit, ribbit, squish, splash, buzz, brum, brum. <laughs> Chris Mooncrest bootleg 16580 does the original board stutter a bit at times or is it my main PC I think it does on the top log if you jump left and then right it does stutter when he's jumping right it's a weird little error there as well in the movement so maybe he's thinking about that mm. uh, Pie Factory Sean 17120 and he says I don't like Frogger I know I'm supposed to, but the game is the Emperor of Cheap Deaths, trademark. Oh, he missed yeah, he's Chris got plus. a point. He missed Chris Plus Plus there at 17,080. Yeah, we read him out earlier. Sorry, yeah, 17,080. Right. I have got a score of 26, 26,840. I've kept playing it until I'd finished level five because I, I just wanted to beat that level five. And I still haven't beaten it. And I did. And then it gets easier again, so you can sort of not coast, but you get through the next few levels. And I was running out of time, actually. Oh, right. The, the logs go slow, and you run out of time. So I got 26,840, so I was happy with that. Switched it off, been playing Jumping Jack ever since. Uh, ZX Michael, 28,370. It's quite a few people beating level five here. Mm. He says, new to the podcast, enjoying it, thanks. Also finally got MAME up and running, sort of. So here's my first 10 piece score, Frogger. Great to play again. Nice to have you, ZX Michael. Tony Temple's had a game. Oh, that lovely Tony, isn't it lovely? Arcadeblogger.com.co.com. 30,540 on a browser with a keyboard. I've got more in me, but... Ooh. I think he was saying he was a 70,000-point player back in the day. So hopefully Tony will keep on at that. Mm. Uh, Steve Tyke, another good player, 32,340. He says, be patient and play early with no alcohol. Impossible game doing the opposite of both of the above. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Trollnads in fourth place Ooh. with 32,680. I do like this game, but I've got really no patience to play it well. I always just try to rush through it, which is not the best approach. I've seen him play it. He goes flying up the screen like a fly. I thought Mr. Trollnads would have got a much higher score than this. I thought he was a lot better with this. I know he's good at Frogger. Uh, oh, the Pixel Advocate podcast. 33,230. 
And they say, a bit rusty, perhaps Super 4 is not ideal for Frogger. Right, so when we took, talked about Burger Boom, have we got Darren Folds on the high scores somewhere? Yeah. Right, his web his website is called the Crouch Dot website, and he's done a podcast on Frogger on October the seventeenth. Growing up in the eighties, and it discusses Frogger. So check that out, kids. That's Darren Folds. Nice. And Burger Boom is his son. I knew there was a link. Ah, okay, brilliant. So number two, Ben Granville, thirty four thousand eight hundred seventy. Last go before the deadline. Fifty points is fifty points. Am I right? He is right. Here we go then. Guess what? Who's number one? Mr. Charlie Fox. Yay! 76,550. Never realised how tense this game can get. When you're at 76,550, it's no, not a surprise, really, is it? Well done, Mr. Charlie Farr. Yet what it, level was yeah. he on for that? 20? Possibly, yeah. Or he said, he did say, you know, you get the counter along the bottom. Yes. You get one, two, three, four, f- five little, li- they're like little mini round frog things, aren't they? They look like little... grenades, but they're frogs. Yeah, it maxes out at 15. So you've got so... obviously more than that then. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well done. So what do we think of this game overall, Vic, in conclusion? I still love it. Not too happy about the bugs, and hopefully one of our fantastic programmer type people can r- iron them out. And. You've put in here, change the extra life from 20,000 to 10,000. I think you can in the dip switches. Yeah, I think you can, yeah. So, yeah, I think I might even put mine on 10k, actually. It just gives you a little bit of an extra chance, doesn't it? More fun. Yeah. I think think the world records are also done on five lives, aren't they? Not not three. Oh, really? Yeah. That's like, interesting. Huh? Yeah, because most people... On, I've, I've never even got an extra life on this. I've never got to 20k, so I've never seen an extra life. Or, or, or understand what noise it makes or anything, if it does. No idea. Never got one. Well, I've put, great game, memorable sound and graphics. Gameplay has been copied down the years, but most recently, cult classic Drunk Gary. Copyright me last year. Do you know what? Or even Crossy Road in the arcade. I've never played Drunk Gary because it doesn't work on my Mac browser. I use Mozilla. It doesn't work on it. It's a Flash game. Yeah, I know, but I I updated it and stuff. It still only shows a little bit of the screen rather than all of it. So I want to have a go of it. It looks quite fun. Oh. Next time I come and see you, I'll have a look with you. Okay. But I've played it so much, it's a bit of a Tempe effect, like the reverse of what you originally thought. And I've had enough of it now for a long time, but I will come back to it. It's a nice game for a quick pick-up-and-play, I think. I'm sort of nearly had enough of it now, because I'm playing it quite a lot, because I do love the game. But I want to finish that flipping level five and see it get easier and get an extra life. Yeah. If I do that, I'll be happy and I won't need to play it as much anymore. But I'm going to keep at it until I've done that flipping level five because I can do the left-hand base quite easily now because with Charlie Farr's little tip, it's a really good one. You just go up, up, right, right, up, and it's easy from then on. And I want to do that whole level. I've done that one, and I think one more frog hole, and that's it. And I didn't even beat my score, which is really weird because my, my best score is 17,000. So I must have done some other level. Some I must have done that most of the ones on that level, but not the left hand one. That's the one you got to do first. Or he might have done the other levels quicker, or got the lady from or something. I don't know. Yeah, because the fastest yeah. you can do a level is ten seconds. So you get fifty point fifty bonus clicks on the timer. 
I think would mm. you get is it is it ten or a hundred points each for left left time? I can't remember now. Mm. But yeah, you get extra points for doing it quickly. But yeah, I love it. I still love the game. And I think the most famous follow up is Crossy Road, which is like an isometric endless frogger game, isn't it? Yeah. Which yeah. I quite like playing. I haven't played it on the mobile phone for ages, but when I first got it, I played it loads. Really enjoyed it. The arcade one's really dumbed down. There's just one button. Yeah, it's silly, isn't it? Yeah. You need to go. You need to go left, right, and back on yourself sometimes when you're playing it. But yeah, yeah I, I do like the mobile version. It's really cool. So, Sean, that leaves us one last thing. Next show's game. Next show's game. I had five games that I've been playing that I wanted to pick all at once, but I've I've decided on this one. And the others can wait. This is, it's actually been remade recently. It's called Toki. T-O-K-I. From Tad Corporation. It's got a ni- monkey in it. 1989. I like monkeys. So. I'm excited about monkeys, sorry. Sorry. It's going to be three lives. These are all default settings. Difficulty, normal, Extra life, at, well, sorry, it's a bonus at 70,000. I don't know what the bonus is because I've hardly played this, but I quite like the feel of the game. It's, it's quite fluid, but it does look really hard. So we're going to have a do at that, Vic. Okay. I think the game looks ugly. Yeah. Um, and I've never really played it that much, so I'll be interested to play it as well. Yeah, I think there's lots of bullets and secrets and stuff in it, so we'll give it a go. He goes ape spit, apparently. Does he? <laughs> That's what well, it says. Because we're recording this on Tuesday, because I've been away in Whitby, shall we have the score challenge run until two weeks on Tuesday, which is the 5th of March? Yes, please. So you've got, thank you. So you've got, well, by the time you've edited this, it'd probably be Thursday, yeah? Or Wednesday, I don't know. It'd be Thursday release date. So, you, so that'll be the normal, t- normal thing that the players have 12 days to play, so that's good. Yeah, okay. So, Tuesday, the 5th of March, 1700 UK time. Get your scores in on Twitter with the hashtag 10p score, hashtag 110p score, or on Facebook as a comment to our podcast post, or via the email, which is, what's the email? It's at the end of the show. Oh, Oh, that's that's helpful, that. So listen to the end of it if you want to get in contact with us. And thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again in two weeks' time. Goodbye from me. Thank you, kids. See you next time. Goodbye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you. For game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 